everybody, Chris Harry with you on the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. A big show today. I catch up with NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah and Cynthia Freeland to get their reactions from day three of Chargers Camp. I also talk to linebacker Kyle Emanuel after the team's first padded practice. But first, I sat down with the general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers, Tom Telesco. All right, it's my pleasure to welcome General Manager Tom Telesco to the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Beautiful day, huh? Oh, this is beautiful. The first day of pads, too, so it's exciting for us. Oh, yeah. I know fans are champing at the bit. And, Tom, it's been a transition for you guys this offseason, but over the past two days, you have to be pleased with what you've seen from these fans and how they've embraced this football team. Uh, it's been great. The atmosphere has been tremendous. I know for us as a football team, when there's people out here watching and engaged – uh, our players play to that tempo, Oh yeah, and uh, it picks up the practice tempo. And it's it's hard to duplicate game conditions on the practice field, but when we have people, you know, 3,000 people in the stands and people watching and people cheering, that gets these guys going. Oh, no doubt. And like 5,000 people there on Sunday. Yeah. And you have standing room only. It was, it was an incredible scene on Sunday. I know everyone's excited about pads today, but, Tom, I was coming in today, and I know that you know, we have this 24-hour news cycle in sports, yet I turn on the radio on the way here to Costa Mesa, and people are still talking about Kobe Bryant visiting you guys on Saturday. What was that experience like? I know the players have, have raved about it, but but for you to have a, a, a five-time champion in L.A. come to talk to you guys on day one, what was that like for you? Uh, it was a, really a once-in-a-lifetime experience for all of us to, to have him and come talk to us. And, you know, for, for coaches, our head coach, myself, a lot of us that talk to the team, they hear our voices a lot, but they bring in somebody with a different voice and then have it to be Kobe Bryant, who's, you know, maybe the best who's ever played the game and at a professional level. Um, that resonates with our players. And he came in with, and he talked about everything. And he talked about everything from how to deal with the media. He talked about how he practices. He talks about how he played in games. He talked about how to be a leader and be a great teammate. Uh, he talked about life after you're done playing, when you're retired, about transitioning into you know, the, the quote-unquote real world after playing yeah. sports. Talked about uh, dealing with your family and your kids. I mean, he had all these different things, and uh, it was just a great talk. He was raw. He was real with us and with the players. And, uh, I mean, that's one of those – the first day of training camp meeting is – it's boring by nature. It's all administrative. There's a lot of stuff we have to get out of the way. That's one I don't think anybody's ever going to forget. Yeah, that quickly turned into a tone setter for the 2017 season. It did. It did. You can, you can see why – he was such an outstanding player because he had the physical ability, but he had the mental side of it. And he talked about um, the psychological end and, and how much learning he did from different people in different industries, not just basketball or other professional sports, but it was really unique to hear him talk. And he was in the back of the room, right? And no one had any idea that he was back there when Josh announced him. Yeah, so the very few of us knew. You know, you know, obviously Anthony knew him, myself knew him, a couple other people, and that was it. And, and uh we held him in the back, and then Josh brought him up and introduced him. So that was a pretty neat moment for everybody. Yeah, guys are still buzzing about it right now. Uh, I want to get to the field, and, and, and starting with this rookie class. We know Mike's not practicing right now. Do you have an update on him and how he's progressing? No update from the first day of camp. So uh, he's going to stay, and there really won't be an update really probably throughout training camp. Sure. Um, he's going to be on the same schedule. Um, you know, backs take time, unfortunately. Uh, it takes longer than a hamstring or a knee or a shoulder. So he'll be really on the same schedule as far as rehabbing and strengthening, doing some conditioning work every day. Um, and that's really what he'll do the next two or three weeks, and we'll kind of go from there. You know he wants to get on the field, but at the same time, the silver lining, I think, for this football team is when Keenan went out last year, you had guys like Don Inman and Tyrell Williams go for 1,000 yards last year and step up into roles they may not have been in 
in 2016. How much is that going to help those guys in year two? And then really having that wide receivers room with Keenan in it to help Mike along the way. Well, we do have a lot of depth there, so that's a positive. Between Keenan Allen, like you said, Tyrell Williams had 1,000 yards last year. Dontrell Inman had a ton of catches for us last year. Travis Benjamin did as well, and Travis had a big-time production at Cleveland as well. So we've got four guys that that uh, are experienced at running routes, catching the football, that can produce for us. We have some young guys, too, we think, that we have a chance. Uh, so there is depth there to hold to that we can – and really, whether we have depth or didn't, that really doesn't change Mike's protocol as far as his rehab. That kind of stays the same, and when he's ready to go, we'll get him back out there. But like I said, it's going to take some time. And, of course, you have the future Hall of Famer, Antonio Gates, on this football team. Hunter Henry took a big step. Eight touchdowns and limited snaps his rookie year. What do you think he's going to be able to do in year two? I, I talked to him yesterday, and he said he's worked on a lot this offseason, and the game's gotten slower for him. Yeah, a lot of times the biggest jump these guys make is from your rookie season to your second year. And uh, he had a great year for us last year. He's really wise beyond his years. I mean, he's still a young guy, but he has a great feel for the game, not in the passing game, but blocking at the line of scrimmage. And I think he'll build, build on this year. Obviously, having Phillip throwing to you, um, can create a lot of opportunities in the passing game, but I've been really pleased with how Hunter has really turned into a pro at really such a young age. This offensive line, it's a new-look O-line. Russell Okun comes in. You get him away from a division rival, which is nice, and we all know about his productivity throughout his, his career in the NFL. Then you get these young guys in the draft, and Forrest Lamp, who many regarded as a first-round pick uh, in the second round, and then Dan Feeney, a guy who blocked for Tevin Coleman and Jordan Howard at Indiana. What do you want to see out of this new-look O-line in training camp, especially with the pads coming on? Yeah, and that may be the group that's going to benefit the most from this, this training camp sure. because we got to, first of all, come up with the five that we're going to go with, number one, and number two, they have to start playing together. It's, it's, uh, it's not an individual group. I mean, they have individual talents, but they have to play together. They have to be able to get comfortable with each other, how they communicate with each other. We'll do that here in training camp. So this is really an important time for those guys, and not, only, not only the young guys, but even a guy like Matt Slauson. Matt yeah. played guard for a long time in this league. Um, play a little bit of center at the end in Chicago. We brought him in and thought he could help us out at center last year because we had a need. He stepped in and played great for us as center, but now he's moving back to guard. So that's another, you know, a little bit of a transition. Not as big, um, but yeah, we've got a lot of changes up front that we have to get worked out this whole training camp and the preseason games. Yeah, this is the time to do it, though. And, you know, taking a deeper dive into the draft, I talked to Matt Bowen of ESPN uh, after the draft, and, and he raved about a couple of guys that you got late in Rayshon Jenkins from Miami to safety and Desmond King, guy who had 14 interceptions at Iowa, and how they're a good fit for what Gus Bradley likes to do. What do you want to see out of those guys in camp, and, and can they contribute right away in 2017? Well, I think Bowen's from Iowa, is he not? He's an Iowa guy, So yeah. that's so he, not fair. That's kind of biased. <laughs> but but, he, but in his in, in he, his defense, he, he did mention Rayshon Jenkins yes. in that same positive. Line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, both both players and and obviously in OTAs, you're you're not in full go, you're not in pads yet. But both those guys mentally have shown that uh, that it may not be too big for him the first year, which is great to see because we like to see them see if they can contribute this year. Uh, Rayshon has a nice balanced game between being able to come up the line of scrimmage and tackle people, and to get out and cover tight ends and get in the slot and cover some people. He's got really good movement skills for a bigger safety. And, and Desmond really just proved or showed at the college level uh, his versatility yeah. as far as play different positions, as far as a punt and kickoff returner. He's really a natural football player. And, you know, we're going to use this camp a lot, a lot for him to figure out where the best spot is for him and where he can help us. It could be in a number of different areas, and it may even evolve as his career goes on. 
uh, but he has some really natural football instincts. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see a lot of these young guys develop and progress throughout camp. I want to shift to Anthony Lynn. I, I, I've talked to a lot of people here at camp, from players to, to people from around the league, and he has he has such a he's so highly regarded around the league as an assistant. How has it been watching him progress as a head coach with the Chargers? Well, it's been a short time, so it's hard to say progress. But but what we've seen is progress in the off season. I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. Um, he's been really great to work with. I, I think right away he, he commands respect from his players, and he's going to be tough on them, but extremely fair. And I'm a big believer that you're we're all a product of our environment, a product of who we've learned for learned from. Excuse me. And you know he learned from Bill Walsh. He learned from Bill Parcells. He learned from Mike Shanahan. The three pretty big time coaches. Oh, yeah. And uh, in all a little bit different in their own right, and he took a little bit from all those guys. And but then he's also himself as far as what he stands for. So um, it's been great. I mean, nothing has phased him. Uh, anytime you come into a first-time head coaching job or first-time GM job, when I came in a couple years ago, there were some things that happened that you maybe didn't anticipate. Uh, it happens daily usually. Yeah. And he it had nothing's phased him. Um, he, he can look things straight on. You know, make make good calculated decisions on things. And uh, I think he's getting nothing but better as we move forward. Pads are coming on today and moving forward in camp. As a GM, it's one thing to evaluate guys in T-shirts and shorts at OTAs. Uh, what's your process in evaluating these players with the pads on at training camp? Well, this is the, the finally the time where guys are really competing with, with each other for jobs, competing for roles on the football team. Um, you know, it's real practice. Now, there's always a caveat that, well, you know, it's not a game conditions yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that point. But this is where you really develop um, your mentality offensively and defensively and do it on the practice field. Um, and there's no more two-a-days, so it's only one a day. So you got to get your work in right now. Um, but this is, this is where it, uh, it, it's real. You know, the OTAs is great. But after a while, it gets a little bit, you know, hey, look, let's move on to the next step. Sure. And uh, this, it's time for that right now. And I think the guys get excited about it. And like I said before, when you do it in front of fans, it's just a different tempo. If we're back at our facility during the regular season and it's a padded practice and there's nobody else around, it's a little bit different. It's hard to get those juices flowing, oh, yeah. but it's a lot easier out here to perform in front of people. Yeah, like we said, fans are excited for today. I want to get you out of here on this, Tom. Obviously a big week for the organization. LT is being enshrined into Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's almost impossible to put it into words, but what do you think LT means to this organization, if you could put it into words? Boy, that's that's hard one for me, especially since I wasn't here when he was playing. Sure, I've had a chance to get to know him since I, I've been with the organization, and uh, it's no secret why he's going in the Hall of Fame. And again, it's not just about the talent that players have. Like I said with Kobe Bryant, uh, his determination, uh, his mental ability, and how he carries himself is just incredible to be around. And he's talked to our players a couple times after pra our team after practice, and his messages are, are awesome. Um, he just has that natural leadership ability. He's been a great person to be around. I'm so excited that he, that he wanted to come back and be a part of the organization moving forward. That means a lot to us uh, that he wants to be a part of this uh, moving forward. So, um, but I'm just really, really happy for him. I mean, this this week I've I've only been to the induction once. It was a pretty amazing yeah. event. You know, the amount of Hall of Famers that are there and they're everywhere. Now you're walking down the aisle and there's you know Hall of Famer here, Hall of Famer there, it's gold jacket. Right? It is all these players that that you know, I watched growing up or even heard about, maybe didn't see play, you know, if they're older and there he is sitting right there. Hey, there's Dick Butkus sitting right there. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. There's Lawrence Taylor over here. It's just amazing. Um, so it's, it's great that he's gonna get, get a chance to, uh, to experience all that. Yeah, we're gonna check that out on Saturday. He's Tom Telesco. Tom, I can't thank you enough for your time today. Anytime, thanks all for right. having me. Take care.
All right, pleased to welcome Daniel Jeremiah to the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. Follow him on Twitter, at Move the Sticks. And be sure to subscribe to the Move the Sticks Podcast with Daniel Bucky Brooks, one of the best football podcasts out there. Daniel, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It's a beautiful day out here today. I know. You're here all day, huh? Yeah, it's a full day. I uh, get here about <laughs> 7.30 in the morning. I think I'm, we're wrapping up around 6 o'clock tonight. So, yeah, yeah the network, we uh, spent a whole day at Charger Camp. A nice sure. 10, 11-hour day. Day three in pads. What did you see out there? Tell you what, it's a good-looking group. I mean, the thing that jumps out to me is really with this football team, I think it's going to be built around that defensive front mm-hmm. uh, with Gus Bradley in here running the show. I think they've got a chance to, to really, really be a dominant group. And you you look at Joey Bosa for a full 16 games. You look at uh, Melvin Ingram, what he can bring to the table opposite of him. But I think the two interior guys are underrated. Brandon Meebane, who can push the pocket. Corey Legit, who can rush out of that three technique and, and really be disruptive. So I think that's as good a group as we have. Rivers was sharp out here today. Tyrell Williams had had a nice day. Um, I know a lot of talk about no Mike Williams, but man, uh, I think Tyrell Williams coming off a good year last year, the the best is is uh, is still yet to come. We've talked about this all week with with Keenan Allen coming back. Tyrell Williams was kind of thrust in that role in 2016. Yeah. goes goes over a thousand yards, seven touchdowns. That's going to do nothing but help in 2017, especially if Mike Williams isn't going to be ready right off the bat. Yeah, look, you got Keenan Allen, uh, you know, getting back into the mix, and now man. You, You've got a good group. I know Mike Williams. I Trust me, I know how good he is watching him, studying him last year. But when you have a Travis Benjamin who can stretch the field, Edmund's not a bad player. And now you've got Tyra Williams and a healthy Keenan Allen, not to mention two tight ends because you've got Antonio Gates and I think one of the best young tight ends in the league right now in Hunter Henry. So Phillip Rivers, no shortage of weapons. I think this offense, though, is going to go as, as far as this offensive line can take him. Yeah, uh, you get a couple rookies out here today. I thought Dan Feeney had a great day. Uh, I thought Forrest Lamp a little bit up and down in some of the one-on-one stuff, but he's going to be fine. And, and those two guys getting on the field early this year and playing well will be key. When you look at the Chargers draft, and I think a lot of people were shocked if Forrest Lamp fell into the second round. And obviously the Chargers scooped him up. Dan Feeney, he blocked for Tevin Coleman, Jordan Howard, Indiana. What do you make of their draft? I know you know this is the first day in pads, but you did some good things with the offensive line. And then in the later rounds, I talked to Tom Telesco about this today with Desmond King yeah. and, and Jenkins. Uh, what do you make of their draft and, and what these guys can do in terms of competing in 2017? Well, I think you got some guys that in the back end, a couple of those guys, Rashawn Jenkins to me. He's a hitter, huh? You're going to use him in that Cam Chancellor role in this defense. going to be a physical enforcer. He's a hulking safety. And then... Um, you get uh, Desmond King out there who's going to give you a chance to play a couple different spots. You can play him as the high safety, and you can drop him down and make him a little bit bigger nickel uh, down there in the slot. And, they, look, they're not giving up on him being able to play outside a corner. So you got a versatile piece there. It's uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch these guys grow. I saw you talking to Gus earlier. How, how does the personnel fit his scheme? I think it fits beautifully. Yeah. I mean, when you look at – you know some of the different roles, and you see a, a Bruce Irvin how he had that role in in uh, in Seattle when Gus was there. Now you take a Melvin Ingram who has a similar similar skill set. He's a bit just a better football player. He's going to plug in and be fine. Um, you look at Joey Bosa. He can be kind of that heavier five technique if you want him, or you can just cut him free and, and let him rush inside. So to me, you look at Michael Bennett and the success he's had rushing off the edge early on and downs, and then being able to kick inside and beat up on guards. I think you can see Joey Bosa do a lot of those same things. If not him, you've got. Corey Legit, who can rush from that three. So I think this personnel fits well. And, and even the linebacker position, you've got a downhill thumper in Perriman, yeah. and then you've got Jatavis, who's just going to be running all over the place, cleaning everything up. 
I look at this offense, and it, I think sometimes we underrate the greatness of Philip Rivers. Yeah. Right? He had a he had a year where a lot of they were stinking by injuries last year with yeah. Woodhead going out early and, and Keenan Allen. Um, what do you look for this year with Philip? Well, I mean, I think being a little bit more patient. I mean, that's kind of the turnovers are something that people will talk about. The interceptions last year do a great job of protecting him. The running game needs to get better. But I just even think from his standpoint, I mean, he's 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 so aggressive, and I love that about him. But being able to just kind of maybe dial it in a little bit here and there and protect the football, be able to take the check down. I think you, you hit it on the head there with Danny Woodhead not being out there. Keenan Allen, those guys can uncover underneath, give you some quick, easy completions. They didn't have as many of those last year. So he was vertical. Everything was vertical down the field. So finding a way to get some of those layups back in this offense will be big for him. Maybe get Gordon out of the backfield a little no bit. No question. Get Gordon. Look, Brandon Oliver did a nice job running around a nice day today. today. Yeah, so if everybody forgets about him. Get you out of here on this. Yeah. The Chargers in 2017, what do you think the ceiling is for them? I think they can win this division. You got to stay healthy. You got to get good play out of this offensive line. But I think their defense is going to keep them in each and every game, and they're going to have a shot to get this thing done. DJ, you got to go to work, man. All right, thanks, buddy. I'll see you, buddy. Take care. All right, please be joined by Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network on the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. She's a must-follow on Twitter, at C. Freeland. Cynthia, thanks for joining me. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's always nice to be with a fellow Northwesterner. Makes Absolutely. me happy. Mm-hmm. I'm a Dill. You're Kellogg, right? Yes. But it's still but it's still purple. It's purple. still Evanston. Exactly. Still Chicago. Well, day three in Costa Mesa. What did you think out there? You know, I'm actually really impressed. First day in pads, the energy level was so high for the entire practice. Everyone was just ready to go. I, I, the energy, I just can't get over it. It's, it's hard to kind of describe. Yeah, the first day here, you weren't here the first day, 5,000 fans were out here. Insane. It was pretty wild. Insane. It was pretty wild. So these guys were really well received on their first day in Costa Mesa. You look at this offense, Cynthia. I love, I love your game theory thank segments you. on NFL Network. Thank you. You do a great job with oh, that stuff. You. you look at this offense and how loaded they are. Mike Williams is obviously not practicing right now, but you still you look at Keenan Allen coming back, Hunter Henry. You're see stacked. Him. They're stacked. You're loaded. Right? What do you see when you look at this offense in 2017? Is it sad that the thing I see happens to be at the guard position? I like your second and third round right? draft picks. Yeah, you some great draft picks. Forrest Lamp, Dan Feeney. Obviously, he's right now not listed first on the depth chart. However, you're probably going to see him substitute in quite a bit. I love that because it's going to give Melvin Gordon an opportunity to go even more wild than last season. So last season, he ranked in the 20s in the 20s in terms of yards per carry between the tackles, yards per carry. Tw- per carry between the numbers. This season, I look for that to go way up. Anthony Lynn, he knows how to make running backs go. LaShawn McCoy averaged 5.4 yards per carry. Mike Gillisley, the backup, 5.7 yards per carry. He paced the NFL last season. 3.9, I think, for Melvin last year. and That can go up. That's that going to go up. But, I mean, listen, he was fantastic last season. Ten touchdowns between the tackles. I'm not saying he was bad. I'm saying this is an opportunity to get even better by shoring up that O-line. You just you just build off a year, too. You know, his first year didn't have a touchdown. And he go for double-digit touchdowns. Touchdowns. I think if this line with Lamp and Feeney, those young guys coupled with Russell Kuhn coming over, is going to help the running game. And then the passing game, even though Mike Williams isn't out there, you mentioned it. They're stacked. They're stacked, especially if Keenan Allen, you know, he's looking great. It does. I do not see, obviously I'm not a doctor, so I can't, I'm not going you to give any medical advice. Off. He looks in mid-season No, he form. looks amazing. He looks like, you know, I was expecting to see a little bit more hesitation or anything. Nothing. Looks amazing. Yeah, I think week one, going out, I just remember that first half that he had against the Chiefs and was just like, wow, this guy's dominating. It was, I guess, Marcus Peters, too. <laughs> That's a pretty good corner. Yeah, not a bad, not <laughs> a bad corner. So I, I think that having that injury so early, you know, obviously you benefit from from recovering through the 2016 season, and he should be ready to go. 
On the defensive side of the football, Gus Bradley coming in. What, what do you see with these bookend rushing defensive ends with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram? So for me, I close my eyes and I go, not Gus Bradley in Jacksonville. I go Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, Seattle Seahawks. Yes. Multiple fronts, obviously we know that. To me, the comp here is I think Joey Bosa is going to be more like Michael Bennett. Now, Joey Bosa already proved his first-round draft status. He Nothing left to prove. Ten and a half sacks last season. He's amazing. Yep. But I went and I looked at all of his snaps in nickel, and which will be more kind of what we see this season. And seven of his ten and a half sacks happened when they were in the nickel last season. Wow. So for me, that projects to be really high. Melvin Ingram on the, Ingram on the other side awesome as well he's got a great comp of five or six year ago comp from seattle seahawks and i won't be too crazy with these comps but ultimately i think this gets even better gus bradley here is a great addition you're gonna love it one of the other the other themes that we've talked about is is the secondary with verrett and casey hayward casey hayward looking great yeah led the league in picks last year this is an elite tandem and i think it, it allows gus to to be very versatile in the secondary absolutely i think i think the pressure up front also allows for the secondary to be more diverse right? oh no so doubt yeah that you those two things go hand in hand you're going to see a great defense i'm i'm really excited for the chargers yeah. and not just because i'm here and it's like the best weather possible but in general there are I've worse been places than you could be than costa mesa right now i'm not gonna lie costa mesa is pretty awesome yeah. <laughs> if you haven't come out you should so chargers because all fans love to talk fantasy especially this time of year yep. This Chargers team is like a fantasy gold, gold mine, mine, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is there another team, really, that you look I mean, there's so many weapons. you got you got Henry and Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon, Phillip Rivers. I think Phillip Rivers is going to, to benefit from getting Keenan Allen back and, and really have a, a And another a year with Hunter year. Henry. Yeah. Another year with – I mean, the year of growth for Hunter Henry will be absolutely incredible, too. You've got Antonio Gates. You've got, you've got a great – those, you know, obviously it is intermediate and short kind of setups make those long passes even more possible. So you're in, you're in great shape. This whole new NFL and L.A. thing. Now we have two teams. We have the Rams. We have yeah. the Chargers. Your Culver City, it's in your backyard. Uh, what do you look to see out of the Chargers this year playing in front of 30,000 people at Stub Upset? It's going to be pretty electric atmosphere, I think. I am more excited to see the Chargers in a smaller stadium than almost any other game that I'm potentially going to go to this season. I think that stadium is going to be amazing i'm so excited i think it's like trip worthy people from across the country if you're going to do it come this year see it now before new stadiums are built in a couple of years because honestly i think it's going to be unlike anything else like it's going to be intimate and cool and you're going to feel every pass you're going to feel every hit you're going to actually probably be able to hear the pads which is a very cool you know you hear you see the guy holding that like half moon satellite thing and you can hear the pads from that it's even better when you hear it in person Put your analytics hat on in this, this AFC West. Ooh, tricky. Ooh, it is a little tricky. It's, I think it's the toughest division in football. And, you know, we know what the Chiefs and the Raiders did. The Broncos were a little down last year, still have that defense. Uh, how do you see the Chargers fitting in here? This is going to be the most, I think this is going to be the tightest race of any division in all of, not just the AFC, but the NFC as well. I think it's going to be, it really could be every single game matters. Every single half matters. I I don't think this one's going to be a runaway in any regard. So for me, this reloaded offense, I'm going to, I really like the O-line. That means a blot. And I really think this new Gus Bradley defense could put you right atop the AFC West, if not sliding into playoff position. Wild cards possibility, but I know these guys are really hungry to get to that get that AFC West crown. It is literally anyone's game, and your new color guy, Matt Money Smith, who's my one of my favorite coworkers at, of all of NFL Network. He's awesome. He, oh, he can tell you inside and out, left and right, up and down, that this is absolutely the team to pick. So I'm going with my man, Matt Money Smith, on this one. We'll go with money on that one. Cynthia, thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank right, you. Take care. All right, day three is in the books here with Kyle Emanuel. Kyle, how was practice today, man, with the pads on? 
It was good. It was good. A little bit rusty. Um, I think, you know, from a defensive standpoint, uh, altogether we were a little bit rusty. Uh, individually, felt, you can feel it a little bit more on your legs. You know, really being in pads for the first time since, you know, we played Kansas City in January. So uh, it's always going to feel a little bit, little bit different. But, you know, this is this is how we play the game. You know, we play in pads and um, we got to start uh, getting used to this and getting our legs right and getting uh, ready for the season. These fans were excited to see you guys finally in pads. How much do you guys feed off that energy? I know the first day was pretty unbelievable with 5,000 yeah. fans here. Having these guys here and cheering you on, I, I, I have to believe that raises the intensity for you guys a little bit. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. You know, practice can get can get old, especially in these dog days of camp. And you have fans out here, and you know they want to see your best, and we want to show them our best. And uh, it, it can energize you on the days when you don't really have it. What did you work on this offseason in an effort to get ready for year three for you? Well, uh, for me, you know, it, it's a different position, but it's it's still uh, it's similar. But I think, you know, at least so far from what I've seen, uh, I'm going to be dropping in coverage a little bit more. So uh, I actually dropped about eight pounds, um, tried to get a little bit lighter just to be able to, you know, move a little bit better, uh, dropping into coverage a little bit more. So that was a big emphasis for me after OTAs were over. Are you getting comfortable with that, that new kind of wrinkle to your game? Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, um, it's like I said, I did a little bit of it last year, but I think last year was more on the line, setting the edge, and now it's uh, it's it's a little bit of everything. So um, getting used to it, getting used to playing it in Gus's system, and I, and I like it so far, and I think we can really you know um, thrive in it. I, I ask all the defenders this: Gus seems to bring a lot of positive energy. Uh, what kind of imprint has he made on this defense already? Well, he's just really big into the mental side of the game, which is it's, it's such a huge part, and people don't realize that, and you don't talk about it enough how big, you know, obviously football is a physical game, and you have to be talented physically, but mentally, uh, you know, it can take a toll on you, and you have to be right mentally, and he understands that, and he gets that, and, and he brings that to every single meeting. He, he's a positive guy, and, um, you know, he makes sure, uh, you know, we emphasize certain things, and, and uh, it's just been really fun working with him. Heard a lot about him, obviously, before I got here, you know, being a, him being a North Dakota State guy and me as well. So um, it's been fun working with him. And it doesn't hurt going up against this offense on a daily basis. Uh, what have you seen from those guys? I know day three, the first time you guys are putting the pads on, but they have a lot of weapons. Yeah, I mean, all around. You know, I obviously see the, the tight ends uh, and, you know, probably the O-line the most. But... Um, you know, Phillip, I know Phillips got a ton of weapons out there, a uh, receiver. Obviously, Melvin, what he did last year. And, um, you know, they're going to make us better, and we're going to try and do the same for us. We, uh, uh, you know, we, we did some good things last year, and, and obviously our offense did too. And uh, I, think, I think both sides of the ball can, can honestly say they improved, and now it's just time to go out there and show it. Day four tomorrow. Kyle, appreciate the time. Thank you. Appreciate Take care. It. All right, that's going to do it for today's Chargers Training Camp Podcast. Big thanks to Tom Telesco, Daniel Jeremiah, Cynthia Freeland, and Kyle Emanuel for joining me. Looks to be another gorgeous day in Costa Mesa Wednesday. We'd love to see you out here, so be sure to visit Chargers.com to reserve your free bleacher seating passes. And while you're there, check out exclusive training camp content from the Chargers digital team. Until next time, we'll see you soon.